Amen. Oh, Amen. Are we here? Amen. Amen. I would want to thank the presbytery of the church and pastor in particular for the opportunity. It's a privilege to talk to you this morning. Amen. Shall we pray? We thank you, O oh God, for an opportunity like this. We thank you for the privilege to speak to your people. Let your will be done so in the end we would have cause to praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How many of us follow the Olympic Games? If you love the Olympic Games, let me see your hand. No, Mausasuye, Mausasuye. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So there is a simple question for those of you who raised your hand. In, in 1968, which, <laughs> which city hosted the Olympic Games in 1968? Men show phone, so. 1968, which city hosted the Olympic Games? Ghana? Wow. Ghana is not even a city. So in 1968, the Olympics was hosted by Mexico, in Mexico City. Amen. I love the Olympic Games for one thing. There are some very inspirational stories, especially for the Paralympic Games. In 1968, Tanzania was represented. And you know during the Olympics, the final event is mostly the marathon race so in that marathon there was a man called John Stephen Aquari from Tanzania John Stephen Aquari you can note his name and read a bit more about him later so he competed in a marathon race on behalf of Tanzania and it was a 42 kilometer race 42 kilometers there were 75 athletes that began the race. 75. So in about the 19-kilometer stretch, John hit his leg to the pavement and fell. He fell badly, dislocating his knee in the process. 19 kilometers out of 42 kilometers. So many thought John would give up. And stop. As a matter of fact, the one who came first in that race spent a little over two hours. John completed the race in over three hours. So between the one who came first and John, there was over an hour difference. Amen. I told you 75 athletes began the race. In the end, 57 of them completed, including John. John was the last man to complete. When he entered the stadium, the stadium was almost empty. In fact, the camera guys were parking. You can watch the video on YouTube later. The camera guys were all parking. John was virtually limping when he crossed the finish line. So the few people in the stadium gave him a standing ovation. And the camera guys had to come back to interview him. 
And what John said, what John said, etched his name in history of the Olympic Games. Amen. This is what John said. He said, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. They sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. Amen. Did you hear that? My country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. They sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. Amen. I'm talking to you this morning about finishing the race. Tell a friend, finishing the race. Amen. This Christian journey should count for something. Amen. And the, the easiest thing to do is starting the race. What is most difficult is finishing the race. Amen. And I said the Christian journey should count for, for something. Because there should be a reason why you are a Christian. Amen. There should be a reason why you are a Christian. Why you have to be here every Sunday. You have to be here during the week for prayer services and all of that. Why you deny yourself the pleasures of this world. There should be a reason for that. Amen. And I believe the, the, the utmost reason should be that we spend time in eternity with our maker. That would make it to heaven. If you have any other reason, then you have to get out of this room. This Christian journey should count for something. And that's why Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, 13 to 14, that brothers I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus Amen so that's Apostle Paul speaking and the conviction is clear Amen. Know that your, your, your time on earth, your life on earth is captured within time. And that's why when you get to the cemetery today, you would find Kojo Mensa, 1914 to 1950. So that was his time on earth. And his life is captured in that time. So within that time, you should know why you are on this earth and the purpose God placed you on this earth. The difficulty is that when you die today, there is judgment. So in Hebrews, Paul said, and as it is appointed for men to die once, and after death, judgment. And that's why your time on earth should be very, very important to you in this Christian journey. Because when you die today, there is no second chance. 
Amen. When you die today, there is no second chance. So you would have to finish the race and finish it well. If after everything on earth, you die and go to hell, it would be the greatest disservice to your time on earth. Amen. It is appointed for man once to die and after death, judgment. So when you die, would you have finished the race well? And that should be the biggest question you ask yourself this morning. So the question then is, how do I finish the race well? And I would share some very important nuggets with you. How do I finish the race well? Number one, always think eternity. Amen. Always think eternity. Your mindset should be that this world is not my home. We are in transit on earth. And that is why you should not focus so much on earthly things. Amen. Have that mindset that our citizenship in heaven is in heaven, sorry. So in Philippians 3.20, Paul said, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have that mindset. That we are only passing through. Think eternity. Know that there is always a reward in having that mindset. Thinking eternity. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with human hands, eternal in the heavens. That should be your mindset. We are only passing through. And you know the secret is, even Jesus thought about eternity. Even Jesus had that mindset. He had to focus on what was set before him. So the Bible says, he then endured the cross. If you read Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Eternal thinking. So Jesus had this mindset. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So elsewhere, the Bible says, for this reason, he's been given a name above all other names. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee bows. Amen. So that's, that's the glory associated with the endurance. The mindset should change. Think eternity. And I remember when we were young, growing up, 
especially for those of us who had single parents. And after that prayer, miracles happen. Amen. So I came to realize that at the mention of the name Jesus, every trouble, every challenge would have to bow. Once the challenge has got a name, it has to come under the name Jesus. Amen. So if it is unemployment, it's a name. And at the mention of the name Jesus, unemployment would have to do what? Bow. So for the glory set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Think eternity. And that's the only way you can finish this race and finish well. Think eternity. We are just passing through this world. And there is a city somewhere in the heavens. Amen. And let me issue this caveat. Thinking eternity doesn't also mean you should be disconnected from the world. No. God placed you on this earth for a purpose. Amen. So you should be an ambassador of Christ on earth. And Jesus in the model prayer told his disciples that when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And thy kingdom what? Come. And he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in God's mind, he would want his will in heaven to be done on earth. And we are the agents of Christ on earth. Amen. So you cannot live a life disconnected from this world. No. So Jesus said, you are the light of the world. That is impact. Amen. So you have to impact your world. When, when your name is mentioned, something should hit the mind of the people around you. Amen. When your name is mentioned at your workplace, something should hit the minds of your working colleagues. Impact. You are the light of the world. So, don't just exist on earth. Live. Don't just exist. Live. Live an impact. I told you your life on earth is captured in time. Amen. So, yes, think eternity. But again, know that you were placed on this earth for a purpose. And Paul says, for we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and to the called according to his purpose. So there is a reason why God crossed you over to the year 2021. Impact your world. You are the light and the salt of this earth. Amen. So think eternity. And with that, you can finish this race well. Number two. 
love God and be passionate about the things of God. Amen. Love God and be passionate about the things of God. So in Romans 8.35, Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And you know, it's, it's a decision you have to make. That I will love God no matter what. It's a decision. And life is about decisions. So I said the last time, I think here last year on air, that if you were born into a poor family, you are not poor. Hello? So your parents might be poor. But it doesn't mean you are poor. You can decide to break that chain of poverty by start with what? A decision. And that's what life is about. So as a Christian, decide that nothing will take me away from the love of God. It's a decision. So Paul continues to say that yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, that's the conviction, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Decision. Amen. Decision. And having made that decision, now you would have to work on the things that kill your passion and your love for God. And these are real. Especially on this Christian journey. Work on the things that kill your passion and your love for God after making the decision. And the number one thing you should consider is frustration. Frustration can redirect your passion from God. And picture John Stephen Aquari after 19 kilometers in the race with a dislocated knee. Frustration. And one of the terrible things is for a Christian to be frustrated. A frustrated Christian is terrible. When you become a Christian, the whole world now would be looking at you in a different light. Amen. So in Luke seven eleven, the Bible talks about the widow of Nain. Nain means beauty. Nain means pleasantness. And if you read Bible commentary, the city of Nain was, was a gated community. So in modern days, it will be a Trasaco. When you drive across Trasaco, you would never for once think the people in there have problems. 
So in this city of Nain was a widow who had lost her only son in a city that's supposed to be beautiful. And for most of us, that's how our lives are. You are a Christian, you pray. You give offering. But in that your closet, you know the number of times you cry unto God. And at times it, it dawns on you to want to give up. Because you are frustrated. I mean, you don't understand why the colleagues you completed school with all have gotten jobs and you don't have one. You don't understand why all your contemporaries are getting married. It can get frustrating, believe you me. But when, when, when you feel like giving up, Remember Job and remember Jeremiah. So Job 120 says, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And it says, in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. And this was undoubtedly the richest man in the world at the time. Lost everything in a day. And this was a man after God's own heart. What can be more frustrating than this? But in all of this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. Frustration can redirect your passion for God. And it's real. The people of Israel were in bondage in, in Babylon. And you know of the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and all of that. At a point, it got extremely frustrating. And this is what Prophet Jeremiah said in Lamentations 3. That you have moved my soul from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. The other version says, I have forgotten what happiness is. And that's the level the people of Israel got to. He says, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. But the good thing is, there was something that kept him going. And this is this. This I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. So in the midst of the peril, in the midst of the frustration, Jeremiah says, there is one thing I recall to mind, and that keeps me going. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Great is your faithfulness. So when you feel like giving up, when, when the frustration becomes overbearing, remember Jeremiah. Remember that there is one thing that should keep you going. And that is the mercies of the Lord. 
They are new every morning. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is the faithfulness of God. So, if you are not careful, frustrations can redirect your passion and your love for God. Always remember Job, remember Jeremiah. Amen. The second thing is fear. Fear. Fear can destroy your passion for God. And at times, a lot of us operate from a position of fear. And we sometimes question the power of God. As a matter of fact, fear can, can sometimes immobilize you. It can prevent you from moving forward. So David said in Psalm 23, that year though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And what I found comforting with this verse is that David did not sit in the valley of the shadow of death. He did not lie in the valley of the shadow of death. He did what? He walked. So that should be your mindset. And David had a cause to be thankful to God. One of the most popular battles in the world's history is that David and Goliath battle. And for those of you who might not know, Goliath was huge. In fact, Bible researchers say he was nine and a half feet tall. He was that huge. He wore a bronze armor that weighed 125 pounds. The spear in his hand had an iron point that alone weighed 15 pounds. So, it, it wasn't an easy battle. And what did David have? A sling. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because you are with me. In that valley as as David walked approaching Goliath with that sling, he knew only one thing. And that should be your mindset. Fear should not destroy your passion for God. Fear should not destroy your passion for God. You have to move forward. Don't allow fear to immobilize you. So Martin Luther King once said, if you cannot fly, run. If you cannot run, do what? Walk. If you cannot walk, crawl. But whatever you do, don't stop moving forward. Don't let fear immobilize you. Because you have God on your side. Amen. And, and if you get to a point where you think fear is crippling you, Remember the words of one of the songs I love so much. And it says, I want God's way to be my way. As I journey here below. For there is no other highway that a child of God should go. Though the road be steep and rough. If he leads me is enough. 
Though the road be steep and rough, if he leads me, it's enough. I want God's way to be my way. Every day. You know that song, right? You know that song? Wow. Wow. So, though the road be steep and rough, if the Lord leads me, is enough. I want God's way to be my way every day. That, that should be your daily prayer. And with that, fear would have no place in your life. Amen. Because if you want to finish this race well, fear should be out of the equation. Amen. The final thing you should do or you should know is that dejection and discouragement can derail your passion for the things of God. In this Christian journey, there will be sad and low moments. Amen. The, the Christian journey will not be all rosy. And, and Christianity is not a walk in the park. Hello? Am I talking to somebody? Christianity is not a walk in the park. But we are assured that even in our low moment, God will come through for us. So, Micah 7, 8, the Bible says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. So, the low moment will come, the sad moment will come. But we have assurance in God that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord would deliver him from them all. And he would guard all his bones that not one of them would be broken. That is our assurance in Christ Jesus. So, the discouragement will come, the dejection will come. At a point it will feel very lonely. But remember the assurance we have in God. And you know, sometimes God would allow those low moments for a reason. And there is a very popular song by Esther Nyamiche. And it says, Etoda odiyen kosie ansana waeden wehiyen achre. So, odiyen kosia oditnetne yen odiyen kosia oka ehuntasem yeden edichreyen ebasa yekom nesheno Ebasa ye dina chaino. Was onu no yede o tinye oyase. So de yen kosia. Oditni tni yen. So de yen kosia. Oka huntasem chire yen. Ebasa ye di. Oh no, no, 
Amen. So everything I've talked to you about can kill your passion. And they are the things that will test your faith. Amen. They are the things that will test your faith. Faith. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hope. So these things will test your faith. But if your mindset is that of eternity, you know there is a glory set before you. So you would have to keep the faith. And here I'm not talking blind optimism. I'm talking of faith in a God who has done it before and who would do it again. Amen. A faith in a God who has done it before and who can do it again. So, I, I remember the woman with the issue of blood. And that story is a very popular story in the Bible. Just imagine a woman bleeding for 12 years. The monthly cycle of women at most 7 to 10 days, right? At most. Oh, and I'm a boy. Hey. Meti poton. Okay. So maximum, maximum 7 days. And imagine a woman and even for the seven days look at the, the discomfort, the inconvenience, the pain and all of that. So imagine a woman going through that for 12 years. There are 365 days in a year times 12. That should give you that should give you If my mathematics is correct, that should give you 4,380. 4,380 days a woman bled. Let that sink in. 4,380 days. I'm talking faith in God who has done it before and who will do it again. When the time was due, Jesus came through for this woman. Faith. I don't know what you might be going through. But I know this can be your time. So don't give up. We have to finish this race together. Don't give up. There would be frustration. There would be fear. There would be discouragement. There would be dejection. Don't give up. So we can all join Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7-8 to that I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. 
Finally, there, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing, finishing the race. God bless you and thank you very much.